1: Hello, welcome back to AusBiz Australia's only live streaming business and markets channel. Great to have your company to all those on the AusBiz network and also all of those joining us through Facebook Live and also Twitter Live. Great to have your company for the next hour or so. What's the call about? The call is about analysing 10 stocks suggested by our viewers and we put it to two experts and uh, all in the next 60 minutes, whether to buy that stock, hold that stock or sell that stock. And uh, joining us today on the panel is Jumbe Lu from Tribeca Capital. Jumbe, good to see you. And Adam Dawes from Shoreham Partners. Adam, good to see you. Good to see you also. Now, if you're joining us for the first time, um, why? Why haven't you been joining us before? (laughs) Because let let me remind you why it's worth your while to do it. Let's take a look at last Friday when both Adam and Jumbe were with us and... This is what they had to say.
0: Chatted to Larry a couple of weeks ago and basically said, so what are the numbers you're looking at? What are the numbers you're thinking this quad pay is going to give? Yep. You know, double digit growth. They laughed at us. They said it's, it's triple digit growth going forward for the next, for so many foreseeable years. Wow. And we were like, right, okay, yeah. this is it. We're buying more.
1: So Shaw was buying more. Jumbe backed Adam Dawes up and said, yes, she'd <laughs> be buying zip ahead of this week's announcements. Now, if you'd followed Adam and Jumbo's advice this time last week, take a look at what that share price has done. This is the weekly share price. Started out at about $6.50 when our oracles here said, yes, get into Zip. It reached $10.71. Yesterday at one stage, it's pulled back today a bit. Still at $9.50. You would have made 50% on Zip in the last week.
0: No pressure. But,
1: but no pressure, you two. <laughs> You've got to do it again today. Um, but that's what the call's all about. You get the expert opinions on what's happening in the market. So. Um, uh, Adam and Jim, Adam, have you been crying about it all week?
0: I haven't been, I, I thought you said crying. We've been, crying. Crow, we've been crying. definitely definitely been crowing and even uh, Bay and I were on the email uh, two days ago. So <laughs> I went zip, boom. We give a thumbs said, up
2: for each of us. That's yeah. Yeah. Well,
0: yeah, well, you have to, don't you? Because nobody else is going in. So, yeah. Exactly right.
1: Okay, the big question now is those people who were, were watching last week and did buy in, uh, would you be taking profits on some of it? Now, Jumba, uh, or do you just hold?
2: Look, I'm still a believer of this <coughs> business and essentially the whole buy now, pay later sector. You may have a little bit of pressure in terms of people doing profit taking after 50%. But remember, Monday next week is when that quote uh, pay deal settles. Right. So there may well be more detail to coming out, talking about strategy, ah. talking about different things. So um, that day to me is quite critical. So I still see that as a mini catalyst. But um, over the next six months, if you hold it, the share price still may well be higher, much higher than it is now.
1: Right. Okay, Adam. Were uh, your clients that you were buying for yep. made a nice little profit in the week?
0: Yep. Do
1: they sell ten percent of what they bought to take a few lock in a few profits, or do they hold?
0: No, I think we hold. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. I, I, you know, there's more to come. I mean, the eBay announcement was a good one. QuadPay uh, is the growth. It's the engine going forward. Um, we really like this story. So uh, I honestly think there's more to come. We're, we've been a believer of this one for, from yep. sort of $3 and even lower. Uh, and so, you know, I get clients asking, should we take some profits? Well, absolutely. Let's take some off the table. But for all of those clients that I bought last week for, absolutely, we're still holding. Okay.
2: And remember Afterpay's experience, you would have been taking profit all the way from $30 all the way yeah. to almost $90. So, yeah. uh, And even at $90, share price is going higher from yeah. here on. So um, it's about holding a quality company that will continue to deliver to the future growth prospect that not many other sectors and companies in the Australian uh, okay. stock exchange has.
1: Yeah, and uh, Zip's decision to do the bar sort of buy now, pay later for small business or for business mm. is a good differentiator, is it?
2: Absolutely, it does make uh, Zip slightly different from the likes of Afterpay because it's broadening yeah. out. It's a pro, um, product offering really. And yeah. uh, eBay being such a big platform and it certainly adds more to the story. Okay,
1: all right. Enough of it reveling in the glory of last Friday, but both, both well-deserved. That's why you've got to watch the call every day, midday to 1 p.m. Eastern here on Oldsbiz. All right, let's uh, start getting into the stocks that you suggested. Before we do though, I always come up with a, a stock of the day that's in the news, and of course, this is the earning season at the moment. Plenty of profit reports this morning. Points PointsBet uh, shares are going absolutely gangbusters today after Aud Minot uh, described its <coughs> excuse me five-year deal with NBC Universal as a game changer. Points PointsBet walks away with exclusive sports betting game day options across selected NBC networks and is now the sole partner for the NBC Sports Predictor app. Revenue escalated for the last financial year, up 193%. While the business still delivered a net loss of around $40 million, Chairman Brett Patton uh, has not declared a dividend nor offered any guidance saying there remains a once in a lifetime market opportunity in the US and it already looks as if investors are betting that Patton has already taken significant steps towards Mm. banking on it. Uh, Jumbe, uh, points bet?
2: I wish I had it. (laughs) I looked at many times in the last few months. Um, You know, it's uh, it just always looked like I missed it, uh, just by that five percent. Look, this is an incredible deal for them, and it certainly puts them, um, you know, for other people to take notice of this little Australian company that has um, branched out into with such a big relationship. Um, I think. Look at
1: the intraday today.
2: It's incredible. Yeah, um, and yeah, still $12, yes, still there right. it is. Yep. Um, look, I think it's interesting how they structured the deal as well. So, for investors, um, up until Wednesday next week, you can still buy in and be eligible for the equity raising. Okay. And then you'll be given a option as well. So, oh. uh, so, the
0: record dates, not until next Wednesday. Wednesday,
2: they will be doing raising. So, essentially, the company has said, smart. Yeah, that's right. They yeah. said, Look, we'll raise money. Um, but..." happy for you to buy now and then get Wednesday will raise the $300 million. So you get an option. The strike price is $13, Um, but, you know, as you can see today, it's $12, so it's Mm. not too far away. So um, the deal is really game changer. Um, It really it reminds me a little bit of, um, you know, when Zip bought that core plate um, and then made the, um, you know, placement to the investor in the U.S. and also like when Afterpay first went in uh, to the the U.S. as well. That's right. So uh, it's Kind of like that, and they just put them um, front of mind of a lot of large investors right. um, as well as the, the corporates that will probably mm. want to put them on.
1: Okay, the all right, so would you be buying points bet at 12?
2: I'll manage my expectation over the next few days but right. I'll, I'm a buyer um, right. in the next over the next few days I think
0: you'd take advantage of that cap race mm. you may as well uh, mm-hmm. to get in so right. yeah I mean just some of the stats alone that they put on there uh, they reach NBC sport reaches 122 million households uh, it has a 60 million average users per across their platform um, and 184 million viewers that they can reach 81 percent of those uh, in the US so right. it, it's it's a massive deal for, yeah. for PointsBet. Mm-hmm. And you know we know that these US companies are hungry. We know that they want to get capital and they, they need to you know, branch out. And this is a perfect result for PointsBet. So I, I'd be a buyer up here. I'd probably see some consolidation coming back to maybe 11, 11 and a half. But I think it will be strong with that cap raise just around the corner. So right. I'd probably buy some for the cap raise. Yeah. You know, you could, and for a small little retail person, you could buy 500 shares yep. or whatever. Yeah. Get some of the cap raise potentially at a discount, get your option, and then see where it goes. Right.
1: And if it settles back, average down. Correct. Or mm. You can buy some right. more. Yeah. Okay. All right. Okay. Uh, good opinion there on points bet. All right. Let's get into your uh, stocks that you've suggested us have a look at over the next hour or so. Nick wants a view on Splitter. Now, this is uh, a sort of another. Buy now, pay later uh, company, isn't it, uh, Jumbo? Yeah. Um, it's raising $90 million at the moment. Good healthy sales growth as well. What do you think of Splitter?
2: I think it's uh, that's right. It's another buy now pay later lookalike. Um, yeah. It's slightly different. Offers uh, the split of payment options another digital payment company payment option. Um, you know, for the credit cards, and then you can split into you know many payments uh, interest free yeah. rather than just a normal thirty days or sixty days that yeah. the credit card offers. Um, and then they specialize in some premium uh, consumer goods um, uh, area. So um, you know, looks like they had a really strong quarter. Um, in June. It was phenomenal and share Mm. price went through the roof. Um, However, it's just that the period is too short for me. I haven't really seen the company. Company share price has pretty much hasn't done much uh, over the last few years really since they set up and uh, last quarter was very strong. You really need to see the follow-up um, you know, in some of those conversion mm. then things that's, that's you know, uh, the metrics that continue to tick. Right. So it's too early for me. Uh, I'd much rather to sit the li- in the likes of the Zip and Afterpay right. and says okay. and these ones. Now, I, think, right. I
0: think their offering gets a little bit muddied in the water mm-hmm. as far as that, you know, I've got a couple of credit cards with, uh they say Virgin, And they send me, when I spend something on the credit card, they send me an email or a text saying, you can split this, uh, you know, make three easy payments or something like that. So the credit cards are already sort of doing what Split It sort of actually does already. So, and then the credit cards are obviously catching up with the buy now, pay later and trying to to get some uh, foothold back into that space. So yeah, for me, I I prefer Zip. I prefer, uh, we've got some afterpay, but really uh, I think Zip is our play. And I think you can't have... Uh, too many yeah. stocks in one, one sector, sector. you got to be right. a little bit careful and albeit they've done very well. Yeah. And, and yes, you know, um, I think, you know, for the month uh, split, it's up around sort of 20%. So look, it, it's done okay but I just feel that um, you sort of stay with the quality and right. I think that's where, where we would definitely sit. So it's a no from right. me. Okay, all right.
2: Actually, that's a really good point. You always tend to, you want to stick with the leaders of the yep. sector um, and then when you can't justify, you know, when you do your research, you can't really find out why that company exists, mm. except it currently has got a niche. Um, you know, it's just often a good idea just to watch and wait and watch right. and to see whether it does gain enough momentum to, really mm. build that platform because it may work for, you know, a couple of retailers, but then it doesn't mean it yeah. will work when it's bigger.
1: Yeah. So what's the, you know, you go you go back to sort of you like the moat, what makes a difference? You were saying the banks are, are getting into this staged mm. uh, yeah. payment area. The banks will get into buy now, pay later, Commonwealth mm. Bank is sort of dabbling Correct. in it. Mm. Um, the first mover advantage of say after pay and then follow up with Zip and sort of Cezels, probably the third mm. in that group. Yeah. What's to protect them from the banks just getting into that market?
2: Yeah, look, uh, I think the significant difference is that banks are so distracted with their own issues. And then banks, <laughs> <laughs> aside from that, <laughs> they're so distracted. And another thing is that we have seen uh, again and again across different sectors, traditional businesses, they have so much to protect with their own business, the old credit card business, the savings, right. the, all of that. All so, the much to protect, so much protect, so much margin. Yeah. And and they just don't have enough technology platform, uniform technology platform, uh, to really invest and focus on that little area, make, make note that would make make no difference to their profit line uh, over the next five years. It's just too difficult for them to make that capital allocation decision. It
0: does make sense though that the banks potentially like CBA have... Was it Kalana?
2: Uh, Yeah, that's right, right. they signed up a deal. That's right.
0: So they've gone into Europe sort of Mm -hmm. where Afterpay and Zip have gone into, you know, America and Afterpay has now said we're moving into Europe. But, you know, the Commonwealth Bank said, okay, we're going to buy a business or buy 50% of a business. And that's probably what the bank can do. They can go. You know, they could probably not. They probably couldn't afford afterpay now, yeah. but they they could afford a sessel or a zip or something like that, yeah. and then roll that into their app and roll those kinds yeah. of things but I think they're far too distracted from so many other issues that they've got that it's so far down the line of problems or issues. Mm. Um, But, you know, that's what happens in these sectors. The Mm. little guys get consolidated, Uh, the big guys will stay there, but the little guys will get sort of eaten up and and move forward. And potentially a bank is is a right buyer for that kind of business. Okay.
1: All right, Nick, there you go. That's the view on split it. Anita wants a view where... Jumbei on Steadfast Group, now this is a whole bunch of insurance brokers that have been rolled up into one umbrella, uh, posted a a loss of $55 million for the financial year. uh, 20, um, income down substantially as well. Uh, what do you think of Steadfast?
2: Oh, look, uh, you know, one, one thing, I like Steadfast. Uh, one thing yeah. about those uh, insurance companies is that there are so many adjustments, um, non-cash adjustment and everything into yeah. the earnings line. So it's uh, so the underlying profit was very healthy. Right. Uh, company delivered more than 20% mm. growth um, and they guided to between 5-10% growth going forward. Um, it's not expensive. It's one of those defensive um, sort of um, uh, premium-led, um, sort of growth, miss single digit, year in, yep. year out. And this business over the last few years has been going on the roll up and buying up insurance brokers yep. really. Um, and uh, and then the overall industry itself is in a good sweet spot where the race cycle is moving higher. Um, simply means when the race cycle moving higher, they get a percentage of it. So they're benefiting from that sort of um, tailwind, if you like, mm-hmm. over the next um, two, three years. Um, so is gonna deliver good defensive growth, five, seven percent, maybe even 10. On um, 20 times, um, small dividend to three percent. It's very defensive. Uh, this okay. business, yeah. All right. It's but a buy for me.
1: Solid, for that defensive part of your portfolio.
2: That's right. Yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah I, um, I'm a bit lukewarm on it, and I, I sort of query whether they actually are going to be able to lift their premiums because we've seen Medibank and NIB come out and say it's going to be tough in COVID for us to generate or to raise our premiums for the next two to three years. So insurance and, and obviously they do general insurance, not health insurance. So there's obviously a, a bit of a difference there. And potentially yeah. they will be able to raise. I don't think they'll be able to raise as much potentially as they would like to. So I'm a little bit lukewarm on this one. I, I, I sort of feel that um, some of the other major brokers have got sort of price targets around this area, sort of 3 $4 around here. I think there's, you're right, defensive, but I don't know if there's enough growth in there for me. So it would be a hold, okay. if right. anything, on that one.
1: Okay, uh, Alexander wants a view on um, Adam Clean Away Waste Management. They reported uh, this week as well, Australia's biggest waste management company, probably almost 6,000 people. Mm. Um, big. Uh, small to um, to large businesses. They also support. They they had their earnings this week as well. What do you think? of
0: Yeah, that? I, I like this business and I like Bingo as well. So I mean, I, I think that whole waste recycling centre uh, business is is fantastic. It has struggled a little bit uh, for for Cleanaway. For me, I think it, it is uh, a, a space that um, has been tough. And obviously, the last coming couple of days, uh, the, you know, the chart will show that it has had a good run on the back of their results. Um, one thing that I did like about this one many years ago, they bought Tox, and I think that was a fantastic business back in the day. What's uh, that? What's uh, Tox? Tox was um, a, an environmental um, waste management business oh. now up on Bribie Island, right. uh, where there's the cockers or something that are out there, some endangered animal. Oh, okay. And then Exxon, it's a northwest shelf, and basically right. they're drilling oil. And so basically Tox... Uh, had this centre where they basically um, cleaned everything before it came in and everything before it came mm. out. So, so real specialists, real mm. specialists in a special that space. To do all, to do all, all of that, right. and okay. it was a fantastic business. Yeah. And they took that over and that sort of uh, gobbled up into mm-hmm. that. So mm. that is a is a is a part of the business that I really really like. I think the revenue were, uh, was good. Uh, the numbers look fairly good and pays a dividend as well. So look, it's a buy from me. I, I like the bingo and I like this space. Okay.
2: Mm. It's uh, it's definitely a buy for me. And talk right. about defensive, this is the true defensive. Yeah. Um, you know, waste management it grows at GDP plus um, yep. GDP plus one or two percent top line, and generally you get a little bit of operating leverage and translate to five seven percent sort of growth in a normalized condition. Now right. this year is little somewhat impacted because they also collect waste from the restaurants and hotels um, and clubs. Yeah, and yeah that's right. Like that, right. So these got hit. Uh, so yeah. the earnings a little bit lower, but yeah. that will come back. It is yeah. very much GDP linked. Business um, defensive. It's a little bit expensive, but look, if you look globally, what waste management trade at? They all are um, mm. very big multiple because they're so defensive. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so it's a buy for me. It's a good part of the book. And
1: and it versus bingo?
2: Are you? Uh, uh, if, uh, it's
1: it, bingo's in the dump trucks, isn't it? That on construction dump. sites yeah, and dollar dollar right. dump and things. Plus
0: like the like recycling that. as well. The right? Re- yeah. The recycler.
2: Look, uh, Bingo is a much more volatile stock compared right. to CleanAway. It offers higher growth um, if our uh, cycle turns, the construction cycle turns up. Now uh, they had a tough time uh, over the last um, six months, six, 12 months. Yep. Um, and uh, however, that activity is started to pick up again because we, you know, we just see how many Um, bingo trucks around and Mm -hmm. then, you know, all these constructions, um, you know, housing constructions and the like. So potentially we can see a little pick up on that front. Um, but it's very much linked to that housing construction over the next 12 months, right. how that might look like. Um, share price just had a jump recently posted the results. Um, I do think it will struggle a little bit from here on until we see firm numbers of housing, you know, activity really turning. Um, and that might take six months. Yeah, because those that.
1: housing numbers, that we had some building approvals out this week, didn't we, mm-hmm. which tended to, to show a big drop off.
0: It's definitely a proxy for uh, the, the the cycle of, of uh, building. Um, however, the recycling side of it, I, I really like and in clean away as well, because China's not taking any uh, waste anymore. Yeah. Queensland's not taking any waste anymore. And it has to be dealt with here in New South Wales or Victoria or in your, in your state. Yeah. So that uh, inherently, then, means that everybody has to recycle. Everybody has to push. They can't send it on a barge somewhere else. It has to be dealt with here, yep. and that's the kind of thing that we like. And in they this should space. get government
1: support with that sort of stuff, isn't it? Because I yeah. think the community really annoyed, thinking you want yeah. <coughs> you, <coughs> excuse me, you want us to recycle, but eighty percent's going into landfill because. Yep. You know, no one's no put resources to it. into it yeah. To, yeah. to actually do it properly.
0: Yeah. yeah, I agree. So for me, I like Bingo. I think it's a better play, but um, CleanAway is probably the leader in the space. So right. that's sort okay. of where we, where we sit.
1: All right. Okay. Uh, Tiffany wants a view on Australian ethical investment. It's a, a wealth management company, uh, over $4 billion in funds under management. Uh, the company's flagship is the Australian Shares Fund. Um, has has done pretty well over the time. This ethical leaning um, is really getting a bit of traction too, isn't
2: it? Look, ethical, absolutely. Um, you know, globally, uh, I think they're saying 40% of the global passive fund flow has gone into the ESG related um, fund. So, you know, there's a lot of demand. And if you look at this business itself, it has done quite well. So, you know, if you look at the earnings continue to go high every year, so it's not volatile and it's continue to get nice inflow compared to the manager like, you know, BT, Pendle, and others where they're Mm. experiencing outflow. So it's doing quite well. Now, the main issue with this company and the share price, it's actually nothing to do with the company. It's the issue to do with the share price. So it got included in the, when you see the share price touched above $8, yeah. Um, it got included in the small odd, um, you know, went into an index. Oh, so index, there was a liquidity yeah. event. Um, so there was a bit of an index manager buying this stock so because it went in. And then it triggered a bit of uh, retail investor buying. So it pushed the share price significant hi- mm. significantly higher. And we talked about that stock, I remember, on the show. Yep. It was 100 times earnings mm. uh, hundred times you know Pinnacle is one of the most expensive manager um, got so many big names managers trading out 22 times um, Magellan's on 22 <laughs> times um, you know so a hundred times <laughs> so ever since they... So five
1: times <laughs> bigger multiple than the leaders (laughs) in the industry. That's right, that's right. So
2: you could just tell it was just a technical issue that drove it higher. So, um, and then since then we see a lot of short uh, short sellers started going to the stock, so it's been falling. And then IOOF hold a stake as well. So they Mm. try to sell it off um, and then go under the 5% about two weeks ago, Um, they really struggled. So, because there's no natural holder for this stock, so it's been drifting lower. Now they announced some special dividend, it's great, but still on 60 times. Um, earnings. So, look, just unfortunately, it's still too expensive. Okay. Um, it's a sell for me. Right.
1: Okay. So a good fund manager, but the markets just pushed it day up day too day. high. And
0: they've tried to address that liquidity issue back in two thousand and eighteen. I think December two thousand eighteen. They did a one for one hundred split.
1: Mm-hmm. Okay. I was going to going to ask you about that. Let, yeah. Got him. Let's bring the five year chart back up uh, because your point was in like there. Right. Is that, that's yep. where they did the
0: share split. That's right. So right. The, the one way to address liquidity is, is, is to split your shares. Yeah. So for every one share you own, you get 100 shares, right? right? So that's okay. that's where that sort of, that comes in. And so that still means it's probably worth, i oh, not do the math, but you know, that's still worth a, a decent amount of money even if you kept all of your shares. Yeah. But the problem is then, even now, it's very, as Bay is saying, it's very difficult to get set in this stock or to sell because the right. illiquidity in, in the story. So you've got a lot of retail shareholders in there just holding it, paying a little bit of a dividend as well. And they they charge an absolute bucket load on their funds as well. Their fees are (laughs) massive. Yeah, yeah, they're massive. Ah. Um, As a business holder, when you own the stock, that's a good thing, yeah, because you're getting, getting, right. right. But however, um, I just think that liquidity issue is going to be and will continue to be if you've got these larger institutions in there that need to be moving in and out. That does really sort of push the share price around, or, right. and, and if you've got a big seller, it's hard for that to be soaked up somewhere else. So, um, I think there's other ETFs on the market that you could yeah, use. I
1: was going to ask: Are there alternatives if you, if um, ethical values yeah. uh, in your purchases is one of your filters? Right.
0: So there's, and we like beta shares, but I'm not promoting beta shares. But they yeah. have two very good products. One is Fair F A I R, which is the Aussie. Um, ESG um, uh, ETF and right. then the other one is ETHI, E-T-H-I and that's the ethical US uh, uh, the international ethical fund right? for an okay. ETF right. so you do have those abilities to or have an ability to go through some of these other ways to get that ethical bent in your portfolio right yeah.
1: and, and ETFs have much lower, much lower management fees too, don't they? And liquidity. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. They're
2: more liquidity as well, more easier exposure for the retail investors okay.
1: for sure. all right. Uh, there you go, Tiffany. A good uh, analysis of Australian ethical and some alternatives that you uh, may want to look at. fifth Fitstock has been suggested by Jordan. This is Tesserand, an internet security as a SaaS business, security as a service um, in that um, education, corporate business. Uh, government market, um, in the uh, cyber security area as well, it touches into as well. Um, raised some money uh, in June too. What do you think of uh, Tessera?
2: Back. This is amazing about thing about this show. Again, I have to highlight that I never heard of it before. Oh really? And oh. then I I, yeah, I looked into it. it. Actually, looks very interesting. Yeah, yeah. Um, so 180 million dollar market cap. So it's been essentially roll up all these uh, cyber security space across different yeah. sectors, and mm. that is one of the hottest mm. space. Um, and you can see huge growth uh, future in this space. And if you even if you go to you know Seek and to see what sort of jobs are available, it's constantly those cyber security um, firms. Are hiring, so um, there's a huge amount of money being <coughs> spent in that area, and I uh, can't see that slowing down. So it's a good space. Um, it's made six acquisitions already this year, um, and uh, and I think it's growing its footprint so quickly. Um, I think it's one to watch. It's a bit early for me, but it's one to watch for sure. Okay,
1: they're just buying heirloom, heirloom I think and is, uh, is
0: and, another one? and Ludus Cybersecurity as right. of today, twenty eighth. Yep, today. So oh, okay, I, I right. came out this morning. So. Right. The problem is with with when you are doing growth by acquisition, is that um, you know when you eat a big meal, you get really full, and then you got to digest it. And I yeah. think that's the problem with some of these companies is that they try and grow by acquisition, which is fine. It's the margin that you pay or the the price mm. that you're paying for it to get that growth. Yep. But then also, then they have to do the admin in the back end, you put the management together, do all these kinds of things. So it does become a little bit difficult. Um, and we've seen this so many times from companies like Vocus to there's many companies out there that have had that issue where they've just eaten too much or acquired too much and then it's hard for them to digest that. So I'd be a little bit cautious and I'm always cautious about companies that are growth by acquisition mm. because that's just putting earnings in there when theoretically it's not really gr- growth by organic growth uh, is, is the way to go. You know, right. You're growing yeah. your business norm- and naturally and it, it's growing. But growth by acquisition is a different strategy, and a lot of companies do it to maintain that number, to yeah. maintain those earnings. So I think it's a little bit too early for me. Market cap 160 mil, sort of a little bit small. Uh, it does trade a fair bit, 17 million shares traded today, uh, and it looks like the market likes this announcement. It's up about one and a half cents. Yeah. So it's a hold from me right. okay. uh, and watch and see, but it and, is in the right space.
1: And also, um, is that part of your decision-making, Jumbo? When you see companies who are growing by acquisition, the management and executive team have got to prove that they can do acquisitions well. Because Absolutely. You look, look at groups like even like Boral. <laughs> They've yeah. uh, done acquisitions <laughs> and just buggered BDS, the company up. Yeah. That's,
2: right, that's right. Now they're talking about splitting the company, yeah, <laughs> whatever yeah. you bought, split it. Yeah. Absolutely. I think that track record is very important. And I think Andrew put it so right, well, Adam put it so yeah. rightly that, uh, um, you know, when you buy businesses, they're all different cultures and people like yeah. different things. You need to integrate them into the way you want to run the business. Yeah. And it's often very, very difficult. Um, actually, you know, even if you look at growth companies such as WiseTech, they bought they used to buy 20 companies and yet like a yeah. huge amount of companies. Yeah. It is always very difficult to integrate and at some point it will come through because um, you know it's just mm. that people doesn't get along and they start leaving um, and I would say majority of the cases that these sort of um, growth by acquisition companies always um, after a few years show up yeah. some of those cracks.
1: Isn't it interesting because WiseTech's latest result, the share price <coughs> excuse me, has gone up because a company said we're not going to acquire anyone yeah. um, in the near future. WiseTex is a logistics um, software business. Mm. Um, got a gr- fascinating background because the founder uh, used to be a roadie uh, for ACDC and um, and then developed.
0: You're going to segue into TNT, aren't yeah,
2: you? yeah, Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, 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 I'm not going to
1: segue TNT. I just love the stories of some of these companies. The founder started as a roadie for ACDC, then became the tour manager. Now, when ACDC went on the road, it was huge logistical effort and they'd have two stages and they'd um, jump each other from different countries when they went on a world tour. So this guy actually developed um, software, a logistical software for ACDC touring and has turned it into a listed company. Uh, It's now a global logistics software business on the back
2: of that. Just That's an incredible story. Yeah, I love yeah, that great story. Stuff. I only know
1: it because my brother-in-law was the manager of ACDC at yeah. the time when they launched into America. And he tells stories about this founder as a roadie, which um, <laughs> probably should remain on tour. But anyhow, <laughs> they're great stories. All right, let's recap the uh, the first five stocks about 10 that we've looked at so far from Adam and Jumbe. Points Bet uh, stock of the day has had a very big announcement today. Uh, both of them think it could set the company up for its future for a long time to come. So even though the share price has jumped to $12 today, it's still a buy from both of them. Uh, split it, a no. Look for the uh, market leaders after pay and Zip, better way to go. Uh, steadfast, yes, good defensive stock from Bay, um a hold from Adam. Uh, clean away, um, a tick from, from both of them. Uh, another good defensive stock. Um, Adam probably prefers bingo if you uh, compare the two. Uh, Australian Ethical, uh, good business, but just too expensive as a fund manager. If you want to have that ethical bent, maybe look for um, an ETFs. There are two FAIR, FAIR and Ethy, which is an American ethical ETF, probably better alternatives. Tessa Ren, a watch from uh, from Jumbei wants to see its track record over for its acquisitions uh, and a hold from Adam. Now here on the call, uh, we have our own portfolio that we've been tracking since the 1st of July. Any stock that gets two ticks, two thumbs up uh, as a buy from both our experts goes into it. So we're adding points bet so far today and also clean away. Uh, let's check to see how it's performing in the last week. It's up uh, one and a quarter percent, the stock's in it. Over a month, it's just over three percent, and since July 1, it's up 10 percent. Mainly pushed up by, I think, these two (laughs) (laughs) recommendations on Zip this time last week. Uh, Let's take a look at some of the stocks we've added to the portfolio this month. Brickworks, uh, Aristocrat, um, the Arena Reef is a defensive play. Uh, Fortescue and Zip uh, Auckland International Airport was dropped off because yeah, if one it. of the stocks in the portfolio comes up again and the panel said doesn't give it a unanimous buy then we will will drop it out mm. of it so it's a good way just an indication of how to manage your portfolio and how things change and what we can learn about the different mm. stocks now, if you want to check out all the stocks in the calls portfolio, head to ausbiz.co forward slash portfolio. We'll be updating it every day here on the call to see how it's tracking. Now, just before we take a very short break, get the latest from our team straight into your inbox. Sign up for COB, the stuff you need to know about the day in business, finance and startup. Subscribe at ausbiz.co slash join. We'll have it in your inbox, 5.30 every afternoon, Monday to Friday. And if you missed any of today's show or want to catch up on the rest of the day's news and views, uh, don't forget to download our app where you can tag the companies on your watch list and we'll notify you when they get a mention. That's available on the iOS App Store. all right that's where you can get the app back to the call now and the um the next five stocks in our list of 10 that we uh cover in the hour uh has been suggested by Kate Ramsey healthcare a uh, massive uh, owner of private hospitals through the UK Australia France Indonesia and uh, Malaysia um has been going through its covid hassles with uh, with private hospitals that have been Locked down at, at various stages, but um, a great company shouldn't isn't it? But in a, um, in a challenging time.
2: Absolutely. Premium asset, um, you know, largest in Australia and all these other countries gone into. Um, and it actually owns all these property as well. They're all sitting on the balance sheet. So, premium asset with mm-hmm. a hard property. Now, all right.
1: So, it's a property player as well. Property
2: player as well. But it's right. a smaller part of the overall market cap. Yep. But still, it's a premium asset owner. And now, remember, this uh, COVID, when it took place, the government stepped in saying elective surgery has to be pushed back because yep. we want to make sure. Um, well, they stepped out saying we will make sure all the beds are available. Um, and uh, so, so, So clearly the earnings fell in the through a hole and the share price went uh, from pretty much over $80 to $55 Mm. even. Um, Company then said, we will raise some capital just to make sure we can work through this period. And they have. And uh, so now that when the reopening um, took place in many states, aside from Victoria, um, we actually see that elective surgery picked up significantly. Mm. They commented that their result yesterday, they said every other state is now back to pre-COVID level and Mm. above. Above. above, so because so, the so waiting catch up, catch up, and also yeah. they say waiting list is more than eighteen months now. Wow. It's enormous. So um, people want to do the surgery. Clearly, Victoria is going to take a little longer, mm. but we shouldn't see any different sort of V shaped recovery when that do gets get opened up. So um, you know, we think this is a very good defensive, safe play in for that V-shape sort of recovery. Um, and also, you know, to be quite frank, um, as an investor in this company, I feel um, they have really stepped up and helped out with the community during this period, right? right. Um, they mobilized all their staff. They lend out their ventilators to yep. the aged care, to public hospitals. Mm-hmm. Um, they have their staff um, on, you know, lend out their staff to those facilities that's not theirs uh, at pretty much no profit. Right. Um, and I think it's, you know, to, when you talk about ESG and all these uh, ethical bands, Yeah. Um, Um, You know, this company should get a big tick for what they have done during this crisis. That's probably once in a century sort of crisis. Okay. Yeah.
1: So uh, what is it, $65? It's a buy. buy. Uh, Is is it a classic case of, look, in these times you're going to get, there are going to be sectors that are going to be bashed by COVID. Mm. um, But you can see it as a time to pick up quality companies Mm. at reasonable prices. If they form a core of your portfolio for the next five years or so.
2: Absolutely, yeah. you make so much money off. And those this is companies. one of them. This is absolutely one of them. You should have a large stake in it because mm. it's um, so defensive. The earnings.
0: Okay. All right. So okay. talking about that, it's buying quality, and this is yeah. a quality business, right? So yeah. when when the world falls away and everyone's thinking the world's about to die or the falls the sky's falling in, you buy these quality businesses, and this is one of them. The only thing that I would say about this business is there's a couple of things. That a lot of the visitors are quite old because it's elective surgery, hip, knee, you know, yeah. those kinds of things. And I think they might be a little bit, I'm, I'm surprised to say that they're saying mm-hmm. that the numbers are higher because I think that potentially they might be thinking, well, because they're a little bit older, maybe I shouldn't be going in for this because of the COVID, those yep. kinds of things. So they're more at risk, especially if they're staying overnight. The second thing is that the margin for um, a Ramsey Healthcare to keep their staff safe and it's the PPE, the the costs of getting, making sure that the the hygiene measures are up to date and all the new things that they've got to put in, that's gonna be all borne by Ramsey and that margin is going to be a little bit squeezed on the back of them having to make sure that their staff are safe and it's all COVID safe, extra cleaning and those kinds of things. But in all in all, looking for sort of growth, revenue growth of 4 to 5% per annum, I think it's a fantastic business to buy. Yeah. Okay. And all it's right. not
2: expensive as well. It's yeah. just over 20 no. times compared to every other healthcare businesses.
0: Right.
1: Okay. All right. So Kate, Ramsey Healthcare, good tick of approval there. Um, now, Adam Jamila wants a view on Webjet, the online travel business, of course, if you're talking about sectors, the travel sector has been absolutely smashed. No one's going anywhere at the moment. Uh, no one's flying. Um, the beauty of this compared with, say, flight centres or Hello World is Webjet's all completely online. Online, it? Has, yeah. Has no real estate whatsoever.
0: Still not helping the share price at the moment. Though. No. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, look, um, I think, you know... These kind of companies will benefit when a vaccine has been produced. Yeah. Okay. So that's your timing, sort of when the world potentially comes back to normal. Sydney airports is is a buy from us. But, um, you know, I think that's something that uh, is also going to benefit from a vaccine. So, you know, if you don't think the vaccine is going to be coming for another year to two years, I think you've got time with these things. Right. We've heard from Qantas CEO Alan Joyce saying that the travel is not going to open up until July next year, 2021 you've got time. And yep. well, I think we said this last time, uh, last last week. I think it's, uh, for me, Flight Centre is a better better bet or a better business. Yep. Uh, and Sydney Airports, so I think June Bay was saying, and I agree with, i got that in my super fund. But um, I think yeah, for, for Webjet, all online, yes, it's got lower costs, but the market isn't really sort of giving it any right. love at the moment until there's potentially light at the end of the tunnel. Because yeah. so... it's
1: got lower costs, is it likely to bounce quicker than?
0: Uh, sure.
2: One with bricks and mortar. Yeah, I, I, agree. I yeah. 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 Um, yeah, look, I, I think it is. And look, uh, what um, Adam said is exactly right. It's all about this uh, vaccine, how far it is. Now, yeah. the thing is, the news flow of vaccine is coming. We know it is um, probably around October and November, mm. so it's absolutely coming. So, and when that does come through, and this you is, will not,
1: see the th- th- this is not the Russian one. This <laughs> is not the Russian. Russian
2: well, one apparently is already out. But the news flow of the possible one that will come through um, will probably come October and uh, November. Yeah. yeah. And equity market is very forward-looking. Right. So the minute they see this news, they will jump, and company like this probably double. Right. Within a few days. Within a few days. So, um, uh, you know, so it's too early at the moment, but when the news of that comes through, it will be like that. However, post that, you know once you have a big rally doubling share price the actual vaccine how effective it is how many people can actually get it that's going to take much longer so that's the reality that will hit after that so just in terms of the announcement of the actual vaccine past fda had all these approvals had it ready to go that's probably october november so be ready for that event you'll see enormous amount of rotation within the market Mm -hmm. uh people will sell all these defensive stocks and pile into those for probably a couple of weeks yeah and uh, so that's your time frame but you know the actual vaccine. I do think it will take longer to to be produced and mass produced to everybody,
1: yeah. and and also get confidence for mm. people to actually fly oh, yeah. again too. It's yes. The other exactly. Thing, corporates
2: that? Yeah. certainly aren't going to fly anytime soon. There's too much. I, I don't think corporates
0: are going to fly ever again. Yeah, you know, I mean yes, there will be. To that, it's a broad yeah. statement, I know. Yeah, yeah, But they won't be sending execs on planes to go to Melbourne that quickly to go, to go over it'll all be done via online it'll all be done by zoom we're all mm. managing now quite well talking yep. to people and mm. and it's actually more efficient so i actually you know the corporate travels of the world mm. i think are going to struggle because mm. that corporate would Corporate side of it is mm. is going to is going to be a lot less than what it used to be. Yeah,
2: yeah. Actually, the leisure side is much more interesting because people are there's a lot of pent up demand yeah. to go yeah, and travel. Um, yeah, one thing people did say to me is that after nine one one, when you know when we had the crash and all of that, yeah. uh, people said the same thing about the airline and all these travel and saying no yeah. one's ever going to travel again. Yeah. Corporates never going to travel, but it did come back. Mm. I think probably after you know, a year or so, it did yeah. come back. So I think we just need to be cognizant that there is a level of human desire <laughs> to yeah, be yeah. travelling. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, and the executive.
1: But see, and also the aftermath of 9-11, mm. uh, economies were still going pretty well. Mm. Uh, aftermath of this, economies
2: <laughs> yeah, exactly. are
1: going to be a recession for a while, corporates will be... Tight. Yeah, yeah really tight with their money. It's mm. going to be interesting. Um, all right, Rowan uh, Jumbe wants a view on link administration. This is uh, an administration platform for superannuation fund managers and administrators. Revenue up 17% A recurring revenue up 18%. They turned in some pretty good numbers.
2: Yeah. Look at the, the good numbers. Is uh, the the main thing is the Pexa has done amazing, mm. um, uh, um, amazing numbers, um, yeah. and uh, which um, Link only hold forty four percent of that business, right. um, and that. You know, if you want to buy Link, really you just want to buy that business. Um, sadly, um, big part of Link is not that business. So it's only contribute to about thirty five percent of the Link overall okay. valuation. The wow. rest of the business, when we talk about all these roll up and acquisitions, that's what they did. Um, you know, mm-hmm. essentially uh, administration in the financial services space. Uh, that did roll up across Australia, went to UK. Um, things hasn't gone very well on that side of the business. And the jersey just essentially stagnating um, with that side of business. So to me, it's it's you know, it's you pretty much dead money um, right. sitting in link. There's no core growth out of the main business, um, but i look if they float out the Pixer, that will be a different story because that company is mm. really worth a lot of money. Okay. Uh, but still, it's just majority part of that link is not working Okay. Out.
1: So the rest of it's dragging it down. Absolutely. Okay. Adam?
0: Yeah, I, I, I think yeah, w- w- they're on, I've been in this business a couple of times and, you know, I like the idea of administration for self-managed super funds. And that's their main part of their business is, yeah. is, is that administration side of things. And I think, you know, w- with the growth of self-managed super funds over the last 10 years here in Australia, it makes it's wise for us to look at this kind of business. But you can see that big dip just uh, um, around before 19. Oh, uh, yeah. There's that dip oh, yeah. there had some issues with a big fund manager in the in the UK which they're still working out litigation on and this fund manager was a bit of a rogue fund manager they were administering the fund Um, he got into the papers and they still haven't really provided the market with any guidance on how much that this is actually going to cost them and I think the market is very very wary of this uh, legal proceedings that is still going on at the moment so there's a couple of things that's going in the background to it that you sort of think oh it's a little bit much and investors don't like that uncertainty, uncertainty. do they? The markets don't like that at all. <laughs> Look, their gearing isn't too bad at two and a, two and a half times. Um, however, I don't know if they can avoid a cap raise. So right. I think there potentially might be a raise on the cards. And again, the market is just waiting for something like that to happen. So hence the stock's not going to do anything a, a, at the moment. So it's a hold right. from me. Okay.
1: All right. There you go. Some pretty clear direction for you there, um, Rohan. Uh, thank you for sending that in. Um, Adam Feng wants a uh, view on Zero, the big cloud-based accounting software platform for small and medium-sized businesses. Uh, not only started in New Zealand, uh, big in Australia now. Going we'll take it to as our EOS. own, hey? Just yep, like exactly Russell right. Crow, we'll like Russell Crowe. We'll and, take it.
0: Yep. Um, so, look, this business is a fantastic business. Okay, um, it's a so it's a buy from right. me. Um, okay. But. Uh, at 100 bucks, it looks a little bit uh, a little bit hairy up here, and I think it's going to do a lot of work around this 100 dollars mark before it starts to move higher. But they've done a really good strategic acquisition that they announced to the market just the other day, and it's buying a little loan book. Okay, now the interesting thing about this little loan book, and I'm trying to find the name for it while I'm talking here, um, a lending platform called Waddle. Okay, right. now mm. zero is knows all about your details because when, you, when you're a small business yeah. and you, we've used Xero and myself and, and we put all our details in, they know how much assets, they know our balance sheet, they know how much yep. cash we've got, they know our gearing, they know everything about it. Yeah. So it's fantastic for them to turn around and say, Oh, you've got, Mr. Kosh, you've got a, an extra $5,000 in there. Well, we can lend you another $15,000 right. and you can start growing your business. So, and
1: and also the thing is with big four banks, when they lend you money as a small business, correct, they all say, can we get the login to your zero account? That's right. They have an algorithm that goes in to, to credit rate you. Yes. So basically zero has said... Well, if, Back to using our platform to do yep, that.
0: We can do it ourselves. My, my,
1: yeah, exactly Absolutely. right. With all our clients. And we'll give an alternative. We'll become a fintech yep. for small business because we've got all your details. So it's
0: really smart. So this yeah. acquisition just happened the other day. And yeah. um, I've got a gentleman that sits behind me. He's been a fan of Xero for a very long time yeah. and has made some very, very good money in it and still owns it to this day. The other thing that really set this business off and the catalyst for this business is that they moved away from New Zealand yeah. and they came into the Australian market and from there they went into the top 100 and they became our sort of our tech stock, one yeah. of our wax stocks yeah. and that was the big yeah. tech stock for zero and that's what brought this thing from the $30 yeah. mark it's where a, it was It's the
1: X and the Wallex as well. Correct
0: yeah, yeah. and from there it, it, it then into in I think it's in the no it's, I don't know if it's in the top 20 but it's definitely in the top 50 No yeah top 50 Now so yeah. Massive amounts of buying went into this thing yeah. as soon as it moved to Australia and as soon as the fund manager started getting involved with it. So there's a lot of growth still to go with Zero. Hmm. It's a buy okay. for me.
1: Even though this year was the first year it made a profit.
0: Yep. Don't don't it's let, don't let, don't, let don't, don't let a profit get in <laughs> yeah, the way oh, of, <laughs> of a good story of a good <laughs> story. Don't let that. It's all about
2: the revenue. It's all <laughs> about the revenue momentum. And, um, and invest ahead of the and growth. the, cus-
1: <laughs> and, the cu- and the customer base. <laughs> customer base and how sticky right. they are because they. But you talk, talk to Zero. it's really well well run. Steve Amos mm. runs at yep. X, Apple started, IBM, Microsoft, mm. all them. So mm. they do have good management.
2: Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Look, um, it's it's amazing stock. It's a buy from me. Absolutely. Right. I think. Even at a hundred bucks. Uh, yes, it's a hundred bucks. So that's right. right. Same as Afterpay at $40. You know, we thought it was a yeah. profit taking, yeah. but okay. it's look yeah. look okay. at it. Um, I think the main thing is that, you know, for these sort of tech stocks, they're expensive. There's always little small pullbacks where you can use as buying opportunity. Right. So a month ago, zero went through a bit of pullback, sort of went down to close $70. Odd because, you know, they're SME, they SME-focused businesses. Um, yep. They were, um, you know, somewhat cautious and hit a little bit in terms of the, um, the renewals and things. So, um, you know, so they were COVID impacted. So uh, can you imagine moving forward when we move past the COVID, um, mm. you know, these numbers will come back in a big way and yeah. even so they still posted pretty good growth during that covid impacted period right. um, and we saw their competitor also posted strong growth so there's a lot of demand for that type of product and it's so sticky once they get in uh, it's very well Correct. why would you want to get rid of it you unless don't. unless it's um, yep. you know something's terribly wrong uh,
1: and it's a it's a really interesting um, model as well because it's not only direct to small business owners mm. but they've cornered the bookkeeper market mm. because most small businesses have a bookkeeper that's uh, right. doing it for them and if the bookkeeper says well you've got to be on zero uh, because I can access your accounts and do it all remotely without coming into the office mm. you switch over and do it
0: all expenses everything gets yeah. put through it yeah yeah Exactly, yeah. yeah. All right.
2: And another exciting thing is that they, so the New Zealand, they dominated New Zealand, they came to Australia, they dominated Australia, and then they went to UK. The numbers are showing they're doing mm. very, very well as well. Oh. And then they just at early days in the yes. US. So, you know, the glo- this is a global yeah. expansion story, a bit like, mm. you know, what Afterpay and other global companies are mm. doing. So yeah. in five years time, it could be in so many countries. Yeah. Um, and then the revenue base will be multiple times yeah. as a, what, what it is today.
1: See, I, I think, what you guys have been saying about them acquiring waddle mm. their zero is going to become a neo bank mm. for small business yep. and they've already got their customer base locked in exactly. they've all got the data so so the credit department knows exactly what you're doing and lending mm. it and pricing it and the whole thing yeah so, yeah. so really and, smart and having
0: those small businesses that can't get the capital from the banks. Yep. Yeah, So they're a little bit more high yep. risk and the bank's like, oh, I'm not really going to oh. touch you here. It's yep. a bit tough. And unfair. take forever to give approval. Correct. So then all of a sudden you've got this guy or this guy, this AI basically yep. coming out and saying, well, we can give you another 10 grand. We can give you 20. We can, we can give you $100,000. Yep. And you're like, well, absolutely, yep. because I can now expand my business. I can grow my business. Yep.
1: No brainer for them. All right. Our final stock. uh as for a suggestion, Jumbay is O-Media, the big Australian outdoor advertising and media company. They had been really hit by uh, COVID. They had to raise capital as well. Yeah. And at one point,
2: look at one point, uh, even after raising capital, it didn't look like it was enough. Ah, (laughs) Um, You know, after the second lockdown in Victoria, and these guys are very exposed to those roads, um, you know, the roadside advertising in Victoria and uh, pretty much just, there was no recovery. And And, and and airports. (laughs) And airports, exactly. (laughs) So yeah, all that exposure just being significant hit to that business. Um, But look at the reported they managed to pull through and cut a lot of costs so yep. the cash flow is not too bad so perhaps i think uh, with the current view that in a couple or well, three weeks time that victoria come out of lockdown things will return gradually return to normal i think they don't need another equity raising it's very cheap on a normalized earnings yeah. um, you, it will return you know traffic will return people will drive on those roads we've seen it with other states and Victoria will return as well um, now outdoor advertising I always quite like it because it's it's unique it's special um, and then they have a lot of digital signs yes. it, that's where you can put a lot of high-yield products yeah. through um, so you know it is one traditional media I think it does have this sort of structural growth that will underpin that so I think people will pile back into this stock once the reopen take place right. um, very cheap and it's just you know know, a little bit more exciting compared to people piling into say the radio or other assets where um, you know the long-term growth trajectory is a little bit slower compared mm, to the uh, yeah. outdoor
1: so would you buy it at a dollar
2: i'd wait right. okay. <laughs> i would wait no i would buy it yeah, um, yeah. but take a six month view what? yeah yeah,
0: yeah. I, it's a no from me um <laughs> I, I think we just looked at a fantastic story called zero yeah. that has that growth trajectory and has the ability and the stock price is moving in the right direction this one, uh, for me, you know, media and advertising is one of the first things to get cut on any budget when, t- when times are tough. Yep. So advertising is is certainly put out the window. The other side of it is they had a change in substantial shareholding just two days ago from Alan Gray. Now he's a big big fund manager who's a value fund manager, and he's now reducing his. He's still still five percent of the um, of of the company, but he's reducing his stake. Right. So that says a lot to me about how where they look for value and potentially there's no more not a lot more value going there as well so sometimes you've got to follow some of the intelligent fund managers jimba mm. is very good at what she does yeah. but um you know you've got to look at that and and understand potentially that they might be thinking something a little bit different or if there's no value so for me i, I can't see real growth going forward yeah. i agree to the point that things are going to get turned around mm. but i'd rather wait and things to turn around for this stock to get over a $1.20, $1.60, and then show that this thing is moving and then start right. to buy it. Yeah, yeah. At start the moment, the you could be sitting in this thing for a while and there's no momentum behind yeah. it. Which is why you're saying wait. Yeah, yeah. You, you
2: probably went away because we just haven't even opened up. Um, you need the yeah. Victoria to open up, you get a bit of momentum, mm. which we saw a few months ago that these stockers started rallying because things are opening up and yeah. you can see the traffic coming up. One of the things is that remember, retailers are doing very well. They are actually advertising. Yeah. You know, yeah. retailers yeah. advertising, yeah. and then imagine when we get to closer to Christmas period, um, where the away. job, yeah. it, it's yeah. not far. Yeah. Yeah, it's very yep. close. Yeah. And then the job keeper and a lot, some of those uh, stimulus that started to roll off, retailers will advertise aggressively right. to pull it through. So it's actually good for TV, good for the media yep. guys um, on that basis. Yeah,
1: fingers crossed. Yeah. All right, let's recap the uh, the final five stocks. Uh, a yes on Ramsey Healthcare from both. Uh, Jumba and Adam, uh, a no on WebJet. Um, if you want to get into the travel side, Adam prefers Flight Centre. Um, a no for Link, uh, a big yes from Zero, and you can wait for uh, O Media when lockdown's finished. So uh, from today, adding to the calls portfolio, points bet, uh, clean away, Ramsey and Zero. There you go. That's it for our show. Adam Dools from Shaw. Good to see you, yes, mate. Have absolutely. a great weekend. Jim Lou from uh, Tribeca. Thank Good you. to see you as Good well. You. That's our show for today. Any stocks you'd like us to cover, we do it every single weekday between 12 and 1pm Eastern. Uh, send us an email at thecall at au. Twitter at OsbizTV, And a reminder where to find all the stocks we have in the Calls Portfolio. Head to osbiz.co forward slash portfolio. And for our Facebook and Twitter viewers, continue watching us on our website, ausbiz.com.au or on the iOS app. We continue our reporting season coverage this afternoon with the Chief Executive of Australian Finance Group, David Bailey, That's he's on 1pm in our next hour. And if you're an investor looking for opportunities in the startup community, at uh, the Startup Daily Show, one, uh, two till three every afternoon. Uh, Brings you the latest. Max Zaman, who wants to help you maximise your tax returns with a new app called TaxFox, is uh, is joining us. And Jerry Harvey, uh, from the Chief Executive of Harvey Norman, is uh, on Ausbiz at 3 pm this afternoon, analysing their results, which were out this morning. That's coming up on Ausbiz. Enjoy the rest of the afternoon. <music>